Welcome to hour number two on a Friday on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. How much do you know about K-food? How much hanshik have you eaten? We invite you into the world of Korean food, of course, including the history and culture of it. We'll introduce trendy foods and famous restaurants on Dish of the Day with Chef Ryan. How you doing today? I'm good, man. Pleasure to be here, as always. Loving it, as always, as well. The new year, 2023. You getting used to that number? Oh, not yet. No, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Year of the Rabbit sounds good. You know, rabbits uh, are yeah. cute. There's yeah. no one that doesn't like rabbits, right? Little, little talky tongue. Do you? <laughs> Tucky Tuck being like a rabbit stew or a soup. A rabbit stew. Have you had that? Is that a Korean thing? It really is. Is it good? It's wonderful. Really? It's absolutely wonderful. I yeah. think I've never eaten rabbit in my whole life. It's not super common. You can find it in the countryside more, but uh-huh. uh, but it's it's really good stuff. And it's a it's a really healthy meat for oh, really? us to consume. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know lower in cholesterol, I suppose, and, oh. and lots of protein and. Okay, so maybe I should try because in England, you know, it's a thing as well. Oh, in Greece, rabbits everywhere, and you know, it's it's just um, it's probably a way better uh, animal to consume for the environment as well. Okay, you know? um, yeah. do, do you you know running your farm? Are they like a pest or anything like that? No, there's not a lot of wild rabbits. Mm. Uh, you know, our farm is is kind of urban, um, but. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy for the year of the rabbit. And I would love to have pet rabbits on the farm, not to eat, but actually to help create fertilizer. Ah, uh, we are may their do droppings the good for the soil? Oh, big time, big time. Really? Yeah. I did not know that at all. Is rabbit like relatively common in the U.S. to eat as well? No, you can find it, mm-hmm. um, but it's not super common. Um, I was lucky enough to find a farmer here in Korea, uh-huh. um, and and she sent me a bunch of really delicious rabbit. Wow. Hossenpfeffer. A Hossenpfeffer. Oh, you never, you don't remember those cartoons? No, what's a Hossenpfeffer? Oh, come on, the old cartoons when they're talking about cooking up that famous rabbit and and uh, it's like making Hossenpfeffer. 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 It's it rabbit, very, rabbit stew. Yeah. Sounds very German. And I, yeah. I'm mm. sure when I learned German that I can't remember the names for any animals, but I'm pretty certain rabbit was Canadian, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I don't know okay. where that comes from. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. We shouldn't be talking about <laughs> eating rabbits in the year of the rabbit. They'll be very disturbed. This um, is true. Although, yeah, I'm now very curious because I like eating lots of different meat, at least one time. And it's not like gamey or anything like that. It's kind no, of chickeny. Yeah, more like chicken. It's kind of like if a, if a pig and a chicken had a baby. Oh, that sounds great. Like, I love a lot about pork and chicken sometimes, especially the drier parts. It's a bit underwhelming. So maybe the year of the rabbit is the year that I try rabbit for the first time. If Ryan knows any good talky-tongue places, I might have to pick your brains for them. Uh, Happy New Year once again. We've been so chatty. Let's get to today's food dish before (laughs) the end of part one. I've I've previewed it already, saying it's one of my favorite, especially in the wintertime. That's that's why we chose this topic today. It's because, you know, when I think about winter, what what do you think about? for your 
winter dish. I got to say, a lot of Korean soups, right? Because of my mum. Sure. But if I had to pick a British thing, it would probably be a good stew. Yeah, like yeah. maybe a beef or a lamb stew with a kind of gravy base, lots of vegetables, and it doesn't look great. Like it's all no, mushy, no, and a lot of times it's a big one dish meal, yeah, right? But it's so good. It's so so good. I yeah. think about Texas chili. I think okay. about chicken and dumplings. Is that a big thing? Oh, in, in my family anyway. It is. is that like with yeah. a kind of soupy base? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's, some versions are thicker than others. But what's Texas chili, by the way? Well, chili. As in know, like a sloppy joke under the chili in there. Well, yes, but no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, chili, we've got a chili competition every year here in Korea. Wow. Uh, and, and I've taken home the gold before. <sighs> nice. Uh, not every time. You know, there's a lot of good competition, but it's it's mostly beef. Um, okay. And then there's a big fight over whether or not it has beans in it. Ah. But it's a one-dish meal. And what we're talking about today really is a one-dish meal. Mm. And I, I can't think of another more... More like heartwarming winter food to have. It'll just warm you up. Oh, uh, then kimchi jim. Kimchi jim. Okay. Right, right. I think our listeners, you know, we must have talked about on the show, of course, kimchi and the hundreds of different types of kimchi. There you go. Right? Yeah. But also then the different ways Thousands. that you can use kimchi in different guises. Like we must have talked about kimchi jjigae before because that's maybe more common. Yeah, and and. There are a lot of similarities between mm. kimchi jjigae and kimchi jjim. Okay. Uh, one of the main ones is just time of cooking and presentation. Mm. Um, you know, the ingredients are very, very similar. Yeah. Um, How would we describe the jim then in English? Braised. braised. It's definitely braised. It's okay. often used as steam, okay. but uh, but those are kind of interchangeable here. Um, when you when you say chim, it could mean braised or it could mean steamed. It could also sometimes mean boiled, okay. but it's a shallow boil. <laughs> a yeah. shallow boil. Because mm. for a chim, you know, when I was not thinking technically about it, I would just say maybe it's some kind of stew, yeah. right? But mm. I don't know because some people translate all the jigas into stews, right? I consider chige as more of a stew than a jim. Okay. A jim's a little bit uh, less liquid uh-huh. traditionally. You're okay. still going to have those juices. You're going to have that kimchi so, kumul, Ah, So that's why it's a braise. Yeah. Less juices. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. that makes way more sense, I think. Welcome to Arirang Radio. If you are in Jeju... 88.7 in Jeju City. 88.1 in Sogipu City. 101.9 in the Daejeong area. We're talking about a winter dish that really does warm the heart, the soul, the belly as well. Oh, baby. The throat when it goes oh. down. Oh. And uh, we mentioned some of your home comforts, Texas chili, chicken and dumplings. I've talked about stew in the UK as well. And in Korea, I'm trying to think, what are the winter ones? Because Samgyetam is definitely associated with those summer dog days, right? That big chicken kind of soup right, hole. Right, 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 yeah. Maybe kalguksu in the wintertime. Definitely kalguksu. It's quite a thick soup once uh, the There's so many noodles. variations of that. I love the ones that have a lot of uh, the the wild sesame or the perilla seed oh, powder in there. Really? You know? Oh, there's so many good ones. Yeah, oh. and that really hits the spot because once you start cooking that, 
the flour makes the soup really thick. thicken up. Yeah, yeah, and it stays really warm for ages. I oh. need some. Co- I haven't had good cocoa soup for ages now. I, I just was shown a wonderful spot that's in my hometown here. Oh, and it's oh, it's a little hidden gem. What kind of kaguksu is it? Like a pajidak with the little no, shellfish? No, I like no, no. It has the dulke karu or the wild sesame powder. It oh. has some really nice gochukaru. Everything that they add to it. It, it's definitely not some store-bought, mass-produced product. It's really got it's really got a touch wow. to it. And and yeah, when the when the flour that's on those noodles comes off, because see, when you make fresh pasta, you got to keep a lot of flour on them, or yeah. else they're going to stick together. Sure. And so as they're cooking, that that layer of flour comes off first. Yeah. And it just starts to thicken up everything. Oh, I guess oh, we're great pasta. winter food. That doesn't really happen because when you boil it, the flour just goes in that water, right? But right, with right. like kogokosu, that's the broth that you're eating. Well, you'll find plenty of recipes where they'll say, you know, put a few spoonfuls of that water. Like when you're making your ramen, you know, ah. uh, put a few spoonfuls of that water. Into uh, your pasta. Into your pasta. Oh, yeah, well, back that's in, clever and then as well. add in the cream or whatever else. Okay. We could talk about kogokosu for a whole episode. I'm sure we go. will in the future. But Kimchi Jim is the star of the show today. Although having said, you know, it's a winter kind of thing, you crave it then, people eat this all year round, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's restaurants that specialize in this. <laughs> Folks go for, for big lunches, you know, office lunches. Um, I went to a spot years ago up near Guangwamun, near the near the palace up there that was just packed for lunch on wow. a Tuesday. You know? <laughs> um, and, and it's a beautiful thing for large groups. If you want to make... So, and then it's really easy too, guys. Mm. If you wanted to make this for uh, a small dinner party, it, it's something you can do in advance. Yeah. And and just set it out for everybody and can still have a beautiful presentation too mm. because you, you don't have to, but you can take the big kimchi leaves and roll them around pork belly. Doesn't have to be pork belly. It could be pork neck. Oh. Really any part, of, but you want the fat. Yeah. And, and do you know why you need that fat, Peter? Why? I love it, but I don't know why. <laughs> well, when when you've got sour flavors mm. in anything you're cooking, yeah. you know, if you've got sour, there's two main ways to balance off that sourness, uh. okay? Because we love to find these balances, you know, so flavors sure. can ping pong and just ride the edges between uh-huh. sour, sweet. Is that spicy. what we like? Is that what we find, like, delicious? That's what I love. I love it. Yeah, well. I think... I didn't know why. <laughs> the balance the balance allows for subtle flavors to, to be a, more apparent. Mm. If you're really, really salty or really, really sweet it overpowers the other possibilities of tasting other things yeah so so in the in the case of kimchi chim you have a beautiful balance between sour kimchi Mm. and now there's two variations you talked about hundreds of or thousands of types of kimchi right (laughs) yeah there's there's shin kimchi and there's mungunji right Uh and and there's that sour kimchi and Uh then it's like old sour kimchi proper old no i you can make Kimchi chim with either one. Oh, I prefer the older one, but you don't have to have that one. Oh, wow. Because Leon was curious. He was saying, what kind of kimchi do you use? You're not using like a very fresh like kochari or something yeah, like that. You can't sure. do that. You can't do that. Now, Leon, if you've got access to some good sour kimchi or mugunji, the really old aged <laughs> one, you know, um, which I love these flavors. 
they get how do you describe it, Peter? You, um, you know, fresh kimchi mm. will will make your mouth water and just you get that that crunch. Yeah, there's everything's no, really fresh inside. Right, there's no crunch in these. Mm. Maybe in the sour kimchi you might have a little crunch still, but in yeah. the bugunji, no, it's all soft. Yeah, it almost the leaves almost go opaque. <laughs> you know? um, and there's this depth of flavor. Uh, definitely some umami in there because remember you've got ekjot in there. You've got uh, like fish sauce mm-hmm. or sea a little the little fermented shrimp. Yeah, that are that are lifting up umami flavors, concentrating those there. Um, but as things ferment, they get more and more sour. Yeah. Right? And that's why you want that fatty pork in it, there. If you don't have the fat, it won't balance that out. And then another way to balance it, um, the other best way to balance off sour mm. is with sweet. And okay. so often brown sugar or white sugar or honey will be added to this. Yes. You definitely get some natural sweetness off of onions that mm-hmm. always go into this dish. Could be just regular old white or yellow onions or uh, scallions or leeks or de- our depa here, okay. the Korean leeks. And they're the basic ingredients that make this up. But for some listeners who maybe aren't eating pork, for you know, certain reasons, there's good a big point. proportion of the population. Sure, I gotta say, I feel really bad for you because it's so good together. Like, there's nothing quite like that. It, it is right? quite good, but uh, you know, the the mackerel version is amazing too. Have oh. you had golden gochim? Yeah, so that one you don't call it kimchi chim, right? You, right. you focus more on the mackerel in that case, yeah. right? But mm-hmm. that's so good. It's really lovely. Now, in that case, you might want to add more fat because, again, you've, there's not a bunch of oil in the golden oil. There's, mm-hmm. there's quite a bit of oil for yeah. a fish, but not nothing compared to the pork. <laughs> so you're going to have to increase the fat somehow, yeah. which you could do that with oil or butter. Um, ses- toasted sesame oil would be probably a bit uh, Just adding oil. that to that. Gym. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because in some kimchi chims, you will have a lot of pork, but you're not calling it like tejikoki chim. I know. Isn't that chim. so funny? You'll go to these restaurants, you order kimchi chim. And then out comes this massive hunk of pork belly, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I didn't expect that. And then, conversely, on the flip side, you go and get the mackerel one, the kodongo jim, and there's a lot of kimchi in some of those. And Big you're like, time. Okay, that's interesting. They yeah. taste, in my opinion, completely different, right? And yeah. I love the kodongo one. It's because kodongo itself, the mackerel tastes different, right, I suppose. Right, and we've got great fresh mackerel here. Um, yeah. Then if you're not into fish, you could even go mushrooms. I've seen mushroom variations, oh. with uh, usually with the shiitake mushrooms. Okay. Um, or, or tofu. You know, a nice tofu with all that sour kimchi is oh, lovely. In a gym. In a gym. Okay, because we gym. do have a lot of kimchi dishes with tofu what's the one i'm thinking of it's like fried kimchi and then you have the little like slabs of tofu right them together that's good but in a gym yeah i think i'd like that more because to be honest with the slabs of tofu they're often just completely plain and then you put the kimchi on top Uh whereas uh in a gym they'll like soak up a lot of the kimchi juices in there because yeah this is this is a stew in, uh, in a lot of ways because You know, you might not use your deep pot for this. You might use a more shallow, wider pot for Mm -hmm. this, you know, with a lid, of course, because you're going to braise it. Yeah. And you can take those big leaves and roll them around pieces of pork 
or oh, fish or clever. tofu or mushrooms. And so you you put these and they're almost, you know, they look like kind of like dumplings now, you mm. know, wrapped up and and put them all out in, in, the, in the shallow pot. Get some braising liquid in there. Now we're talking about anchovy broth or the famous Korean dashima yuksu, okay. right? which can be made from kelp and dried anchovies and garlic and leeks and onion. You put and not too much in. Not, not covering it, no. you know. And then a lot of folks say you got to add some duinjang or some soybean paste to this, oh. uh, a bit more garlic. But all these flavors are in the kimchi as well. Mm. So it kind of depends on your own personal preference. I My mum is definitely more about the taste than aesthetics. So mm. she's never bothered to wrap the right. meat or tofu right. in the kimchi. Yeah. I want to try that now because I'm assuming then if you took that out and like just bit into it, it would be perfect. Oh, be like well, a wrap. It's, it's such a lovely thing to plate up. So if you've got a small dinner party or a big dinner party, mm. uh, you know, you could, you could get uh, 15 of these in, a, in, you know, your average household shallow braising pan, right? Uh-huh. And then you can take one out and put it on each plate. And that's just their individual portion Absolutely. kind of thing. Garnish with some sesame seeds and maybe some chopped scallions and Perfect. and drizzle a little toasted sesame oil over the top. And... Again, my mum's not doing that final step at all. And yeah. it's still good. Like, it's still right. just good. Because right. we have it just a traditional way. There's the big dukbegi in the middle, right? right? The stone pot with all the kimchi, all the pork. And we're just all you your scissors. spoons. And yeah, you're cutting the kimchi in yeah. smaller bits. Yeah. And it's a sharing dish traditionally but even in korea nowadays more and more people are getting more like hygiene conscious and, and not true, doing that so true, much true, right true, it's yeah. kind of sad but it does make sense health-wise with covid yeah, especially and right, stuff, right 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 yeah in the in the famous restaurants they don't really go for presentation it's just you know the slab of pork belly like not even cut one, up right? a huge yeah. slab yeah like used for bosom often mm-hmm. you know um, we're talking like a kilo chunk of pork belly and all this this uh, sour kimchi around it. And then, yeah. of course, tons of rice because this one, like uh, like one of my favorites, the kanjang kejang, the marinated crab, <laughs> this is the rice thief yes. um, as well. The pap doduk. You right. really, and I, I do find this, when there's no pork, it's not quite the same. Like when there's pork and it's fatty, then you are eating more rice than with anything else for sure. Uh, kimchi jim is the topic of the day. We have Leon and Siska on our FB stream, and apparently Key, you know Keon from Absolutely. Adidang News, yeah, yeah, yeah. he took them out to a kimchi jim place near Adidang when they came over and visited. Oh, that's awesome! Do let Good us on know you, Key. what you thought, right? Uh, yeah. Siska saying the kimchi and pork belly definitely a yummy combination, which is why you know when you're having some pork belly on the grill, you'll often have kimchi and maybe grill that as well. Oh, baby. And that's so good too, isn't it? Now, all about Korea. Arirang Radio. We're back for part three, talking about kimchi jim, the braised kimchi dish, where, you know, as much as the kimchi, maybe the pork or the kodunga or even the tofu are stars of this dish. Uh, in terms of presenting it nicely by wrapping it up, that's one way. I've also seen some places where they put like the whole half or quarter head of kimchi just in there. Yeah. And it's like still attached to that rooty bit, which 
I'm pretty sure you can't eat. Can I, you? I've eaten them. Really? Yeah, sure, sure. When sure. when they've like fermented for long enough, like long you were saying, enough. then they're soft enough. Usually, yeah. okay. Yeah, there might be a little fibrous, <laughs> but I'm but I'm weird. I just want to try everything. So and that, that's totally okay for you. It's yeah, good yeah. bit of fiber in your in your yeah, digestive you system. Yeah, that I think also has another kind of attractive charm to it. It looks just very rustic in there. Yeah, you know, that's, if you've got, what, what do they call them, a pogi? Yeah. Right, a yeah. Head so, of... so there's, you know, just there's so many different terms and different uh, details when it comes to kimchi, of course, because we just have so many uh, types and mm. stages of it, right? <laughs> and so, again, we're talking about the sour kimchi or the mugunji, the really sour kimchi. How so old are we talking for, like, Six mugunji? months okay. for, for the sour kimchi, the shin okay. kimchi. And then, you know, maybe one or two years for, for the Mugunji. So, yeah, um, you're if, right. You said earlier, if it's translucent almost, yeah. then you can tell it's like a Mugunji. Well, and what you mentioned about grilling it at mm. the Samgyup Sal restaurants, yeah. I love that flavor. It changes so much. Mm. You know, we, we're always making hot sauces from the farm and fermenting them. And, I, and I've got to keep tasting them over, over these ferments because they really start to develop and change. And you, you want to catch them at the right times. Yeah. You know, and kimchi's the exact same way. Yeah. I'm not a massive fan of eating. Even the sour kimchi, when it's yeah. not cooked, okay. You know, okay, when it's just as a punch on a side dish, yeah. I prefer mine. I love kochori, which is the one which isn't fermented at all, right? Yeah. Which is just not got any of that good bacteria, but it's still healthy because it's like a cabbage or, or whatever. Very true, very true. Yeah, but maybe a month maximum, maybe six weeks after. That's my sweet spot. I do honest. love the the fresher kimchi. You know, like two two months when it's still bubbling and you get that kind of sparkle, tingle. Mm, a you bit know? of fizz in there. But those are not the ones you want to use for this dish. Uh-huh. Um, when you've got that sour kimchi and you're like, oh, what am I going to do with this sour kimchi now? Then it's time to think about kimchi chige mm-hmm. or kimchi chim. Yeah, the chige. So to do the chige, you're putting just a lot more liquid in there, right? Yes, and you can make it faster. You're going to cut the pork in smaller pieces. Um, your cook times is way shorter for, for a kimchi chige. You could have that done in minutes. Whereas oh, wow. a kimchi gym, you really want to give yourself an hour, hour and a half, you know, um, because you want that those big chunks of pork to get really tender and, and render off that fat that's going to balance off the sourness yeah. of, the, of the sour kimchi. Uh, I mean, there is another dish as well, which is why many people do get confused. Just kimchi kook, which is literally just kimchi soup and mm. is a bit thinner, right? Yeah. And I'm assuming that's even just more liquid. Right. And just kimchi like floating around in there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not not been one of my favorites because it, yeah. it, it lacks the oomph, you, you know, that you want for... to for, the jigger, right? There you go. There <laughs> and you're you like, go. this isn't quite as, yeah, like you say, the oomph in there is more watery i don't mind it my mom will do that and she's done this from about six months ago she saw it on some cooking show just put a lump of butter in the kimchi gook it's amazing i know i know and then that must be the sourness kind of fat there kind you of go thing. it's balancing off that fat balances off that sourness. so good yeah. for any of our listeners who are tuning in and thinking oh this would be great but I don't have kimchi and I don't want to make it. Or I got you covered. I really want to. Okay, I've never done this. Mm-hmm. All right, full disclaimer: I've not tried <laughs> this yet, but I know it would work. And somebody out there, you guys have got to try this. So, yeah. if you don't have kimchi, yeah, get some sauerkraut. Oh, and get get like a a really sour sauerkraut. Uh-huh. You know, so say you buy a store bought one and it's not really that sour. Yeah. 
leave leave it out of the fridge for a day. Oh, okay. I'm not kidding. It's not, not going to kill you. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> leave, leave it out of the fridge and get get one that's that's a live probiotic sauerkraut. Okay, because otherwise it's been pasteurized. It may not you know continue to ferment. Sure. Um, but but try you know if you can get red pepper flakes, red pepper paste, Duenjang, all these other ingredients. Yeah. And you can't find the sour kimchi, try, I bet you it'll work really well with wow. the sauerkraut. You'll just have to kick up the other ingredients a bit because the sauerkraut doesn't have all those other ingredients that are going sure. to make in the kimchi. So, so. S- sauerkraut, if I'm thinking of the right thing, it's not like these big leaves or anything. Diced it's, up normally, yeah. But yeah. So, so the texture will be different, but the flavor profile. There you go. There okay. you go. The flavor profile should work, yeah. And I think in Germany, they eat a lot of sauerkraut with their schnitzels, right? Their sure. kind of pork. There is a recipe that I grew up eating that, mm-hmm. that has German roots, and it's pork chops and sauerkraut, mm. but then it changed. They're still doing the balance between the fat and the sour, yeah. and we would add some sugar to it and applesauce oh. and whole stewed tomatoes. Wow. And I've tried to find the name of this dish. It's so rustic, old school <laughs> German. I don't think there's really a name other okay. than just like pork and kraut. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, so it's it's very, very similar to a kimchi chim or mm. even a chige yeah. because the sour, the fat, the sweet. It's all there, isn't yeah. it? And when you're preparing this dish with the pork, is there any need to put in some alcohol in, into here? Oh, that's a good point. So here in Korea, often folks really want to avoid any kind of uh, meat smell. We you don't know? like that corgi nemse. Right, like nemse right. or yang nemse from the pork or lamb in particular. I have noticed, you know, we're so lucky here with all this domestic, fresh, local products mm. you know and i have noticed that in the summertime well i don't want to gross anybody here, <laughs> but, but if you think about it yeah you know um the animals are under a bit more stress in the summer it's hot sure they're sweating <laughs> yeah yeah and and i've noticed the smell of the meat change oh of the seasons really and it doesn't put me off yeah. really but if you're if you really don't you know, if you're if you are put off by something like that, yeah. Uh, what traditionally do, is done here is get a little soju on it, you mm-hmm. know, or or rice wine or mirin or something like that, and and leave that on there for you know ten fifteen minutes. Okay, and that'll help cut that out. And then you just like wash it off, or you just take it out. Sure, sure. Well, if you just use a little bit, you don't have to wash it off. Uh-huh. You just um, just kind of dampen all the all the meat with uh, with some soju or something. Okay, and then you can also put your ginger and your garlic on there because you're gonna throw ginger and garlic into the dish anyway okay. so might as well put it right on the pork and, and that then, will help take out some more odors absolutely and okay. you know some folks will say you got to cook the pork first mm. and then wrap it up yeah uh a lot of folks don't i mean what you can you make think? this a super one dish meal uh-huh. definitely cooking it first is gonna you'll be able to create more layers of flavor uh-huh. in your dish okay. is that really necessary for kimchi chim mm. yeah, some of the best i've ever had it's really about <laughs> the that good kimchi in there yeah um and then just the tenderness and quality of the pork so. that's the key ingredient yeah. yeah we are a bit more sensitive i feel here to meat smells mm. right and but it, it's you know i think that's come down a lot because now everybody consumes lamb yeah. here and eight years ago that was no way yeah, no you way. talk about the smell of it putting right. people off right mm. Has it got less smelly? Surely not. It must be perceptions that well, are changing. And, right? and the 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 increased popularity in the gopjang makjang dechang in the younger population oh, of Korea. And all the innards and so intestines. I think people are just 
you know, it's just foodie boom. Mm. It really is a domestic foodie boom for the the last seven, eight, nine years. Yeah. And people's horizons are broadening and we're getting a lot of really cool stuff now. Yeah. And I would say, you know, we've always been as a base level, less fussy than yeah. like the UK or the US with people with their plain hamburgers and things they, like this. That's very true. Good yeah. point. Yeah. And, and so it means we eat so many different things. Less fussy than Peter. Uh, definitely. <laughs> I must be one of the fussiest people in Korea and I'm not bad compared to my British friends. Um, the other way that I've had it a couple of times, which could be a good tip if you like ribs, is with pork, pork ribs, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you really want to show off for some dinner guests, you know, this is one, one you could do. Uh, it's essentially the same exact recipe. You're just using nice, thick, kind of like baby back or loin ribs. Yeah. Yeah. That goes well together. Plenty of fat in there. Lots of flavor in the bone that's going to go into your, your braising liquid. And, yeah. and then that steals the rice. The ribs, though, here in the supermarket, compared to the UK, are so expensive. Like, you don't get true. too many, I see. Like, there aren't a great selection. And they're often quite small. I've started to see bigger ones, like more meatier ones. But it's not that easy to get the pork ribs, I feel. Nah, very true, Peter. Very yeah, true. I'm a little yeah. sad. And then one last thing. Like, many of our listeners, when we're talking about meats and stuff, and pork is a big deal in this dish, they're thinking of the sam, like the wraps with the lettuce and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's not so common to have this dish with that no no i've seen it with laver with kim uh-huh. uh and you might wrap a little bit with that mainly you just got to have your rice yeah um you've, you really you've got enough kimchi in the main <laughs> dish you don't always have to have kimchis with it but you'll see some definitely see some other milder punchon or side mm-hmm. dishes with it yeah um, there's always the punchon isn't there yeah. for every dish you've made me incredibly hungry siska is siding with me from indonesia saying i prefer the fresh kimchi compared to the old one it is just too sour for me well take ryan's tip of having it with something and she did say the gym the kimchi gym that key took them to was delicious oh i bet absolutely delicious and a bowl of rice and and that is a hearty lunch or a dinner i need to eat this soon ryan thank you so much take care happy new year once again absolutely you too peter You've been listening to the Thursday segment, Dish of the Day with Chef Ryan on Hashtag Daily Cake.